Welcome everyone to a brand new edition of the Swift Kicks Podcast. I'm Alex and with me as always are Ben and Steve. Before we get started, please like and subscribe to this podcast and share with anyone you know who loves the beautiful game. Also check out swiftkickspod.com as well as our partners over at Rubens Brewers. On this episode, Nuno is out at Tottenham after just a short amount of time in charge. Graham Potter's Sonny Brighton makes a comeback at City. Chelsea looked dominant as ever and OGS survives another week. Ben, I want to start with you and get some of your top lines from this weekend's worth of Premier League football. But first, I want to just put a, a little bit of a shout out for the people that are in like the mid-table pack right now. I feel like we've got a really good season going on. Yes, we're going to talk about Chelsea, Liverpool and City. But I feel like from fourth down to about 13th place, like things are going like the season is really coming together. I feel like it's heating up. Yeah, United Tottenham, right? That's the big one that comes to mind for me, obviously. Hmm. Uh, 3-0 against Tottenham is a pretty good result. I was a little insulted that a 3-0 victory was enough for Tottenham to sack their coach. Like That talks <laughs> about Man United's current form, but, you know, whatever. Um, I think, to your point, Alex, the, the league's shaping up nicely. It's really exciting to see how everyone's coming together to form, like, competitive a competitive league. Like, usually by this point, there's – one horse race, two horse race, and a couple of interesting things, but top to bottom, it, it's been incredible. I think the real big story on top of Man United um, kind of pulling themselves out of the slumps over the weekend is Arsenal managing to somehow get into sixth place. Uh, they have found a new form with Arteta and are finding themselves pretty quickly getting in competition uh, competitive for Europe. Um, where are you guys at with that? Alex, you want to take that one first? <laughs> yeah, I mean, just Arsenal. I don't, I don't understand. It's almost like they snuck up the table. like that. I mean, they were sitting down in 19th place, you know, week two, three, and we were writing them off saying that they were going to get relegated or at least be in a, in a battle for that. And they looked like they were in no man's land. And I don't know who it's more a testament to, the players or the coach, uh, to sort of pull themselves up and, and bring them to this spot. But to be essentially level well they are they're level on points with man united right now and you know mm. again man united not really having a terrible season as much as everybody wants to make it such and not having mm. the worst season so arsenal must be having a great season especially after what happened last year you know last season they were basically a mid-table team again and uh. to to be pushing higher already you know shows great resolve i think of the team as a whole but I was going to pose this a little bit later to Ben and maybe I pose this to you as Steve as well, but, you know, OGS sort of survived another week at Man United, you know, did he really, uh, you know, did he really figure out the code with putting forward basically a different set of players or did he just basically paper over the cracks of what is a bad team? And is it the same over at Arsenal? Is it just sort of, you know, they've stumbled through a couple of games where they've managed to get some wins and put things together um, on the backs of some amazing keeper saves or like what's going on? Do, do you feel like this is the, their true form or is it just kind of a fluke? Um, I think this, I don't think it's a fluke. I think the United that we see that finishes top four mm -hmm. is, is just the United is just Manchester United. And I think that people have too much that pay, pay too much, uh, put too much stock into how the club was ran during Sir Alex Ferguson, which is a, a 
which is an outlier. That's not, that's, they've, they've took something as extraordinary and made that the ordinary. And that is the benchmark that they have it at. And I think that that benchmark is unrealistic for 11 out of 10 managers. Um, and I just don't think that, I don't think that that's, I don't think it's, I think that Man United are in a respectable position. I don't think that Man United fans are happy with things, but I don't think that they're ever going to be happy because they're going to be continuing to compare it with Sir Alex Ferguson. And that's just not fair or realistic. Yeah, 100%. I mean, Ben, for you, I know you're sort question. Of... You said the fourth. Sorry, Steve. The, the question I have, and I'm looking for clarification because I, I don't disagree with you, but you were saying that United are fourth and that's what they should be. Or, what do you mean by that? I said top four. Like a, a Man United side that finishes top four, I think, is is where United should be and where United yeah. are. I, I think, to your point, yes, the Sir Alex Ferguson era is done and everyone's holding on to it for dear life. Um, mm-hmm. Part of that is he is still very present in the club, and I think yeah, at times say. it hurts the club, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, like dude's got to kind of vacate. Like, he should. someone needs to tell Grandpa he's got to go home. Um, <laughs> Grandpa can still but, come and watch, though, can he? He can come watch, but he's not watching, man. Yeah. He is the front line of the paper. He's, he's who you're hearing, uh, kind of. It, he's the opinion. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think, mm-hmm. in a way, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer being the, the coach, is always going to be connected to Ferguson, even if Ferguson wasn't connected to the club. So I don't know if that solves it either, but for me, he's very present for us to sit here and say that that's the problem. Um, or not that that's the problem, but for us to not compare him, it's just unrealistic when he's still yeah. there. I just think it's so crazy. Cause it's like, I, I, and I think this is just like the press. I, I've fallen victim to seeing headlines in the press, but you see like, I, had had I not seen the table and not known anything about the table, I would have imagined Arsenal being in like the like fifteenth or lower, right. but they're sixth and they're tied on points with United and fifth place. It's just goal difference that's keeping them out of it. Yeah. So it, it, everything is sounds so dismal for Arsenal, and yeah, things people are complaining about Man United. You know, obviously with uh, losing to Liverpool, like the, that was the loss, and like you know some other sketchy uh, matches as well. But like, it almost—it sounds like they're both in completely different camps. Like, but they're in the same position. You know what I mean? Like, right, it's just right. And I would have a hundred percent sided with anyone that was like, "Yo, he needed to be fired." And I'm sitting here saying, "Don't fire OGS at this point in time." Still, you know what I mean? So, like, why are they so different? Is what I think you're saying. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And to be blunt, I think it's just on anymore. on brand. <laughs> I think it's on brand to shit on Arsenal. Like, like, I mean, I'm being, you know, uh, you know what I'm saying though? Like, I think it's on, I think it's, it's, it's like, you know, like, like people smash on Nickelback. Like people could not (laughs) even have heard Nickelback. We're like, yeah, dude, their songs are so trash. They're a horrible band. And like, they don't even know what they're talking about. But like people, I feel like people, I feel like Arsenal have like, I feel like Arsenal have become like Nickelback (laughs) in that like, they didn't make bad music. Like they're okay. (laughs) But like. They just get shit. They just get shit on. You know what? Trash takes started early. Is this an yeah. is this can analogy we just, translating? Can we clear. Yeah. Can we clarify this? Are you a Nickelback fan? Because if I, so, I you're not on the podcast. <laughs> to be honest, I couldn't even name you one song that Nickelback has ever sang ever. Oh, I'm you can name one. We know liar. you can. Yeah. Liar. You're as much but of a no. Nickelback fan as you are a Lester fan. Come on. Yeah. Say it out loud. <laughs> be proud of a fanboy. 
but at the same time, Steve. I have made fun of Nickelback in my life, but knowingly like don't know anything about them. You know what I'm saying? Like people, no. I feel like people. No, I, I, feel I like get what you're saying. Yeah, Steve, can like, you look at this pu- photograph? Yeah, I know like that song, but I don't. <laughs> or I know I'm familiar with that song, but I don't know the title of that song. Right. It's, it's, but, it's pretty but, pretty easy for you to figure it out. Is it called <laughs> Photograph? Yes. Okay. See, fanboy Steve, he gets it. <laughs> Where are they now? Nickelback. But but that's like the thing. But like in Man United, kind of sometimes like assume that role sometimes, but not to the degree that Arsenal have the last like few seasons. And like for what re like yeah, Arsenal were like tenth place. Like yes, they were in I would say more dire of straits than United were, but like not by a whole lot. But yet Arsenal get a lot more flack for it than United do. So either. Yeah. I don't know what, into what direction it should be going. Like, is this, are they getting, is it too much criticism? Is it not for Arsenal and not enough for United or, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I don't Both can be true. Right. Ben, I thought this was interesting that uh, Solsar after the game, uh, he's sort of imploring the team to put the team itself before any individual. And I thought that that was almost, when I read into that, I saw that as almost a shot at Pogba, who was 100% left, left out of the squad for this game. Um, he's not left out. He's suspended for three games. Yeah, I know, but I feel like he's not left. I don't. Out. <laughs> I don't think he would have started in that in that lineup in that three-five-two. I think that putting Ronaldo and Cavani up front was a very strong message. Like, okay, these are the old wise heads, and they're going to lead the line, and they're well, going to be the ones in charge. Anyway. I, I agree. And it sounds like Ronaldo's bailing Solskjaer out a little bit. Yeah. But yeah, he's taken that route of like, we're done with the individual nature of this team and it's time for us to move on. 100% yeah. agree with it. But you and I, and Steve talked about this, and you can find it on swiftkickspod.com. Yeah. Um, well, that's why I let me stuff there. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, but on there, we talked about it, right? Like at yeah. some point, you have to draw the line and be like, bro, this is your chance to say, we're not putting up with this. Yeah. But that means you got to go execute and follow through on it. That's really hard when it's someone like, you know, Paul Pogba. It's an expensive right. ticket. I think, though, Steve, the only thing I will say to what you were commenting on with the, uh, you know, standards that are put forth for Man United are strictly that is such an expensive team. There's mm-hmm. no reason they shouldn't be top four, right? Like fifth place is a failure for this club. They'll get, they'll get there. Their payroll is. They will. They'll get I agree. There. I do agree, but anything outside of that is just not acceptable when you spend that much money. Yeah, I mean, we're t- we're t- we just got to double digits in games played. Like, like we're j- we've just reached ten games played in early days. Yeah, I. It's uh, it's 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 almost like you succeed so much that it becomes your demise. That when you succeed so much and so often that you're expected to do that forever and when you don't even if you still perform really well like you're you've been you have your yearly review at your place of employment and you've been exceeding expectations for so long that when you meet expectations now you're getting fired even though you're still meeting all expectations you know what i'm saying like yeah yeah i don't know a couple of people that i think were uh outperforming expectations i still sunny brighton like i brought up in the in the beginning like what graham potter has done with that club that sunshine is doing wonders for him down there. It really is. I mean, to to come back after going what two 0 down to Liverpool, I think after like the twenty fifth minute, um, and then to come back, you know, from there, 
I think that shows again, just showing a lot of character in a team, you know? Yeah. They're not quite as high flying as they were before, but I think that that proves that they're just, I think they might still push for Europe. I'm actually, I might, I might have to amend in a couple of games, my, my earlier trash take that Brentford was going to make it into Euro, Europa league or something like that, because they've, mm-hmm. they've just kind of fallen off the map. I don't know what's really happened with them. Losing to Burnley is, is not great. Um, but yeah, like just some of like some of those teams in that area, Brighton doing well, Everton doing okay, uh, Arsenal bringing themselves back up as we talked about. I thought Wolves put in one hell of a performance today against Everton. Um, almost kind of gave it away there towards the end, but the first half performance, I mean, they were just utterly dominant. Uh, so you know, just some of that that mid pack is really kind of taking form and having a, like a, a, a good life to it right now. Um, it kind of distracts me a little bit from what's going on at Newcastle, but <laughs> you know, yeah, it is what it is. Did, did you, did you guys watch the Everton uh, Wolves game today? Yeah. Yeah. Did you, were they using the high vis balls, the winter balls, the yellow ones? No, they weren't using those yet. Have you seen, so up. I saw it drop today. Have you seen the high vis ball for the upcoming winter season or winter chunk of the yes. season? Yeah. I commented on it instead of a sneaker head was a soccer ball. I just thought it like a comic book strict, like comic book, like yeah. animation, like comic book yeah. uh, illustrations. I thought it looked kind of cool, actually. Uh, it's the uh, the Picasso ball. The what? That's, that's Picasso ball. Picasso. Oh, Picasso. Yeah. yeah. At, at Real yeah. Swift Kicks on uh, Twitter there, Steve. Keep up. Yeah. <laughs> All the chatter about it. We were talking about it a little bit. So you're a fan of it, Steve? I think it looks kind of cool. I mean, it's not like the coolest thing I've ever seen, but I, I mean, usually the high vis balls are like the bland. They're they're kind of cool like looking. Yeah, orange. they're just kind of <laughs> yeah, they're just they're usually like a yellow, and then they just kind of like the same plant print. But it is the same print as like the the previous ball before it. But uh, it, it they took on like different like decal. Like I don't know, it just looks it just looks kind of zesty. You know what I'm saying? Zesty. There we go. Yeah. That's the word we were looking for. We yeah. knew getting into the zesty <laughs> chunk of the season now. We teased that you have a good little, uh, good little take on that ball when we on on our Twitter page, and and zesty was the word that we were looking for for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Absolute amazing take. Um, <laughs> we got to come back to this though. Jesus. Uh, Tottenham sacking Nuno after just 17 matches in charge. Mm. Um, during his time there, he won nine, drew Poor one, guy. and lost seven. Um, I believe Steve Bruce won about like four in his 92 games with Newcastle United, and he was written off in the press as somebody that was like, you know, just destroyed by the fans and like such a nice human being. How could he ever be let go? And Nuno, mm-hmm. it was like, ah, get him out of here. And the chants were welcomed against him and his family and all this kind of stuff. So No nonsense sort of- for Nuno. Yeah, I guess not. I mean, Steve, I remember you brought up the fact that like he he this was really his chance to sort of break into like a big six club. He's like in the club that he should not have been a part of. Like he yeah. got in with a fake ID or something. Uh, and now he's unemployed. So where does he go from here? Newcastle. You think so? I think Would he goes there if we get relegated, which is highly likely. <laughs> yeah, well, Newcastle. I sheesh. I I wonder what uh, what the the Saudis are thinking of uh, Newcastle as they as they languish in nineteenth. So there's they got to be look, they need someone and they they're just not an attractive fixture. Someone like Nuno fits that bill. Yeah, I mean right now I, 
apparently the plan is obviously there's this weekend's worth of football and then there's a international break and it's supposed to come some sort of announcement is supposed to come within that international break but how do we have like, another international break i'm so sick of the international <laughs> break just let them play bro yeah. i don't know like do you guys feel like he was hard done by with this i, th- yeah. I kind of felt bad 100 percent. 18 they were just in. like yo we can't keep taking this fall we gotta 17. fire this guy you know, someone on that board was sitting there like, hey, guys, just a heads up. If we get to the end of the year, we don't have to pay him. Right. I think right? there's Wasn't so much the going on there with like Daniel Levy and everything. I mean, like the biggest problem I feel like is the fact that they can't score goals. It's like nine goals in the last 10 league games. Right. And of course, the biggest factor in that is that Harry Kane is simply just not producing what he normally produces. Yeah, he's over because he's sulking around. He, he's he's sad yeah. that he didn't get his little deal done. And he's a wet towel of a striker. Yeah. And now he's just moping around. Like, I don't know if he's just doing it on purpose or like what the deal is, but he just doesn't want to be a part of that team. Clearly. Like I think Tottenham is almost going to have to cut their losses in the January transfer window and just send him somewhere. Uh, but did I see I mean, that Antonio Conte has been secured for that position? Yeah. To Tottenham. Yeah, he's kind of a snake. Like yeah. Antonio Conte has been yeah. like, yeah, I want that job. I'll do that job. Talking about Man United when Solskjaer hadn't even been fired. Right. And he's doing the same thing for Tottenham. And that's that, probably why Mourinho fired Nuno. Yeah, this no, is after like, Mourinho got fired. Yeah. No, 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 no. I'm saying the same thing with Mourinho. Mourinho's like <laughs> he's done Tottenham. He's done Chelsea. He's yeah, done true. He's done yeah, Con- United. Conte's probably fall in the same suit. So I'm against Conte from day one. So I hope they fail. Yeah. I, mean, I think the board was against or was hoping, or I don't know, where they weren't uh in Nuno's corner and they hired the guy. Yeah. I don't think they. I don't think they thought that they were making the right choice when they appointed him. But you know, it's like, like yeah, I'm, I'm gonna try and make it work. Didn't it? Like, it just didn't seem kind of to your point, not Steve. A good fit. That it's just no, you it's know, not a good fit. Tottenham sees himself as this high-profile club, and not to say that Nuno couldn't manage a high-profile club, but like he came from somewhere that wasn't high-profile. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know, like, you know that group of four girls and Mean Girls. Yeah. <laughs> Tottenham thought they were like the main girl, the blonde girl, and when they're actually like, I can't remember the other names, but like one of the other ones, and like they just can't Man, get us through their head. We got a Nickelback think, and a Mean Girls reference in this podcast. I do think when Tottenham <laughs> play on Wednesdays, they wear pink. <laughs> <laughs> and they stop <laughs> trying to make Nuno happen. I just, uh, yeah, I just, I think the appointment was strange. I think Nuno jumped at the opportunity to try and make something happen because you know, you know, never know. You never know in football; it could actually work. But I think everyone probably looked at it and was like, including the people that are hiring him, that are writing up the contract for Nuno, like, yeah, this probably isn't going to work. But they still write it up anyway. Right. Um, I don't know. It's a strange one. I think it's to try to keep the players happy. I think the the ownership is trying to keep those players in place and is looking for a fall guy. So they blame the coach when in reality they should have sold Harry Kane immediately and let him bring in a couple players. Yeah. And I can't imagine Antonio Conte. I mean, Benny sort of alluded to it, but the, you know, he's got a history of from Juventus and Chelsea and Inter. Like he's got a history of like his mood kind of changing, just like Jose Mourinho, like, and basically turning out very sour if things don't really go his way. And like, if, if, if uh, Daniel Levy, who's very involved with that club, and Harry Kane isn't firing in all cylinders and things just start going bad, you know, over a cold winter or something like that. I mean, you could see easily Tottenham looking for another manager yet again in the summer or at least this time next year. 
Yeah, I um, I don't know. I mean, Conte. I'd be curious as to how. I feel like Conte. I feel like if Conte, I, I think there's something with those North London clubs. I think Arsenal and Tottenham. For some reason, I just feel like when it comes to mental tenacity, mm-hmm. it just seems that they are lacking in in that department. I don't know why. I don't have a reason to say this. I don't have like a like a examples or like you know reasons a b and c and this is why i've come to this conclusion but it just seems that like these teams kind of more so arsenal in the past like like since like the like late 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 like Wenger era they just kind of they they they, they're quick to fold they can stand tall but they're quick to fold and 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 it seems like conte seems to be a pretty pretty fiery type of guy yeah and um I don't know if he'll last there. I, I could see him like, like termination by, by mutual consent or like him leaving or something. I don't know. Like, I, I just feel like he's going to, he's a very demanding guy and I feel like he's a very fiery guy. And I feel like when he'll be barking like orders at somebody on the training pitch, like they're going to start crying at time. Yeah. Like, I just, I, I don't know. I just don't think I that's think, a, I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I hear you on that. I think, um, Two things. I think those North London clubs don't have the pockets that the other clubs do. They and don't. You're them try right. and keep up with the Jones. And then the other one, right. I want to go back to Conte, is I think Conte is the John Tucker of football managers. He doesn't really love them. He's just <laughs> dating around, man. Like, there's no loyalty there. He's yeah. just going to keep going. He'll be there for two years. And then he'll change over to somewhere else. He'll go down to like Man United. He'll just keep wrecking teams. Yeah. I mean, he did pretty well with Inter for that year there. Was he there for one year or two years? Uh, I think he was only there for a year. Yeah. Yeah. He did pretty well with them. I mean, that's the thing is he he becomes very successful, right? And then after that, I think it's almost like, okay, what do I do now? Uh, Things aren't going great again. Like, I'm not winning Champions League. I'm not winning the league. Like, what's happening? And I think he's, it's going to be a, a, this is an experiment almost for him. This is a, it's a project. I mean, Tottenham is not some, some team that you can just pick up and with a little bit of better coaching or whatever it is. Yeah, suddenly yeah. make them you know top four team right now I just don't think mm-hmm. they have the squad that they did when they were you know making that run in the champions league and things like that a couple of years ago like they're just they're not there again right. uh, so it's it's going to take at least like a season season and a half to really bring them back to that i mean mm-hmm. your first thing is you got to decide on harry kane are you staying or are you not if you're staying great right. let's get you back on form if you're not Sorry, dude. See you in January. Like, we'll find a club for right. you. Uh, Newcastle's got a lot of money. Like, right. <laughs> let's go for it. I think it was the previous episode that I had brought this up. I think it was when I did. I did you when I was asking you guys about the interview, the post match interview that Thibaut Courtois gave for the third place game at what was it, the UEFA Nations, something like. Do you remember what he was saying about like? You know, we play so many games a season. They don't. UEFA doesn't care about the players. Uh, we're gonna. We keep. You're gonna see us with more injuries. We have no rest periods. We like. They're just demanding more and more that we play. And like, we're human beings too. And this is not a sustainable model. Jurgen Klopp's been a big advocate of this. Pep Guardiola has been a big advocate of this. And you see, it's becoming more of a prominent talking point amongst high-profile players and managers. Um, where I'm going with this is that I wonder. This is almost. I don't want to say conspiracy theory. But this is like, this is very theoretical. I'm wondering if, because I saw an article the last couple of days 
I think it was aimed, I can't remember who was saying it, it was a prominent figure and they were aiming their criticism at Tottenham's performance with United over this, over the weekend. And they were saying like United or uh, the players need to have more respect for like, like more respect, more professionalism, more like more bite, you know, just asking, basically just asking more, like they need to have more than what they're showing. And while that may be true, because Tottenham have been kind of deemed as toothless as of late. um, I wonder if you're beginning to see to creep into teams the fatigue, like the perma fatigue of just over exhaustion of an overpacked schedule of these players. And maybe you'll start seeing it in like the lesser team, like lesser teams that still play in your, like all these different, you know, tournaments besides the, just the domestic leagues. So a team like Tottenham who does have international stars, but they're not like, they're not like the absolute top, you know, like top athletes, you know, or, you know what I mean? Like, the ones who've been doing this for a long time, like at City, the ones who've been doing this for a long time at like Liverpool. These players are kind of not, they're kind of new to the scene of having to play so much that I think that you're starting to see the fatigue now. And I wonder if you're going to continue to see this more prominently in more and more sides. And it's not just a question of do the players like care? Do they respect the badge? Do they respect, like, do they need to show more determination for their coaches? They need to show like, like maybe they're just being run into the ground. And it's not a question of, their commitment it's a question of we need to give them more break time because they're humans yeah i can kind of see that i mean you want to talk about a player that you know kind of coming from a club that wasn't really well wasn't playing in europe uh, and then all of a sudden is at man city now jack Grealish, and having played a very full summer worth of english football straight to a final just finding life tough currently uh and i think highlighted more so by the fact that he's like the hundred million pound man. Right. Yeah. Uh, but just isn't dazzling anybody. I don't think he's scored or has scored very few goals. He's not really carving out a lot of opportunities for the rest of his teammates. You know, just, I think the club and the fans there are just sort of waiting for a little bit of that magic to come back. And maybe to your point, Steve, he might just be tired. Yeah. He might just, you know, not have, it in him at this current point in time. Yeah. Um, you may even say like another international break. It's like, you know, yeah. you have all these, these international breaks. You got to, it's November. It's just soon. It'll be December and you have a compact schedule then. Um, yeah. And it just doesn't stop. I mean, I just love that's Arsene Wenger's fault. Yeah. Like, with the whole buy. Get, get, get to that right now. Arsene Wenger is trying to get the two years going. It looks like he's got it pulled off. Yeah. So somehow, some way Arsenal, are to shit on for this too. <laughs> I don't, I would like to read more into the reasons as to why Arsene Wagner is an he advocate. He says it'll make it that. more competitive. It'll be, you'll see more uh, smaller countries make it into the World Cup if it was held every two years because basically, almost by virtue of odds, like you're more likely to make it in if you have more chances, if that makes sense. But okay. but I think when you actually think about that, the reason that that might be the case is because some of these countries are just going to be so tired. You're not going to have the resources to do all of that. Yeah. And they're certainly not going to have the player resources to just continue to push themselves at world-class pace every two years. Right. Uh, to, it's a joke. Yeah, it's just... It, it's a joke. Like, you got to... Sorry to cut you yeah. off, Alex, but you got to cut... You got to cut these, these teams, like the... Unfortunately, players are going to cut it off. Players are going to just not play. Yeah. 
you're going to end up with the best player. It's going to look like the Olympics. Yeah. You're going to have the best players in the world. If I'm sitting there as um, Mo Salah yeah. right now, I'm never going to win a World Cup ever. <laughs> I mean, that might be a bit of a dig, but like statistically, the odds are not in his favor there. Yeah. Why would I risk anything to play more football when I could dedicate myself to this club that could win Champions Leagues in the Premier League? Yeah. Right? Like it, it just doesn't make sense. And Steve, you know, we're looking for the reason Winger has. I bet the reason has several zeros behind it. And <laughs> that's really what's driving this decision. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. I mean, eh, potentially. Yeah. Yo, are you guys ready for another where are they now? Or am I too soon? Uh, you can um, do a where are they now. But first, grab a beer, grab a snack, crack, crack, a little water. Uh, Ben's going to grab some crack, it sounded like. Uh, whatever <laughs> helps you relax for the next drug test all of a sudden, 30. <laughs> 45 seconds. We're going to take a little bit of a halftime ad read break. All right. And we're back. I hope you're ready for the second half. Uh, Ben's come off of his crack high and is now ready for a, where are they now? Thanks there, Alex. Um, Appreciate that. And uh, crack kills. Um, So today's where are they now is a six foot. Yeah. Just so you know, educational segment by Ben crack kills. Um, today's where are they now is a six foot three Taurus. And, uh, we'll start with their Premier league player. Um, not a typical position. How about it? Not a typical position. Typical defined by where are they now? So he's not he's a, a goalkeeper then. Ah, I see what you did there. <laughs> Is he a goalkeeper? Um, Could be a keeper. He is a goalkeeper. Great question, Alex. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) You say he was was an English goalkeeper or he played the English Premier League? He played in the Premier League. Okay. Is he currently playing? Uh, Not currently playing. Okay. This goalkeeper did record one goal. David Seaman. Nope. Yeah. Is he? Is this man? Uh, did he play for Chelsea? He did not play for Chelsea. Okay. He was a manager of his national U nineteen team in 2016-2017. Did retire from international football in two thousand and five, and retired from the Premier League in two thousand and fifteen. Did we already establish that they're English? We did not establish that, and they are not English. I'm trying to think of notable goalkeepers that you would have picked. I would have picked. I'm offended by that comment, bro. Are they Polish? They are not Polish. Hmm. Did they play for Man United? They did not. Ooh, that eliminates a lot of the names that I had swirling in my head. Are they European? They're not. This individual is from the Midwest of the USA. Tim Howard. Is this Brad Friedel? Oh, it is Brad Friedel. Bitch. Didn't Brad Friedel? <laughs> Friedel started his... Where did he play? Brad Friedel did not play for the US. Brad Friedel played for a whole uh, host Brad of Friedel. teams in the Prem. He did. Um, he played for Bronby, then went to Galatasaray, Columbus Crew, Liverpool from 1997 to 2000, Jeez. Blackburn Rovers, Aston Villa... 
retired at Tottenham Hotspur. That's right. And the reason he is in the news right now is worth talking about. So he is currently in the press talking about how Daniel Levy is worse than Mike Ashley. Whoa. <laughs> and he thinks that <laughs> Daniel Levy is the worst owner. Yeah, um, I kind of, so kind specifically, of agree. <laughs> yeah, he's talking about how there's this terrible story about in his last season at Tottenham. Um, they 800 pounds was taken out of his paycheck. And the reason was, is Daniel Levy charged him 800 pounds for his jerseys that he was trading away because you only get eight or nine a season. And he's like, what kind of cheapskate does that? Like, how That's are you going to find me, like charge me for my jerseys? I'm, uh, you know, Brad Friedel up in the news and talking about how Daniel Levy is worse than uh, Mike Ashley. Wow. So there's that. Yeah. Brad Friedel. Quite the shot there. The, the U.S., the Midwest, that was what did it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. No, the Taurus, the Taurus. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Amazing kisser is what I heard. Yeah. Um, did coach uh, the U.S. men's uh, U.S. Uh, U19 and I did not know that. the New England Revolution from 2017 to 2019. And now he is a bit of a pundit. Two yeah. quick things I wanted to touch on uh, before we got to the premiership. Uh, did you guys see uh, Sergio Aguero's little? Yeah. Out for three months oh, with man. a heart issue. Yeah. I forgot about that. Um, I wonder what Barcelona are thinking. He just got to, I don't even know if he's fully match fit, but he was match fit enough where he was featuring in some games. And then he went off uh, before halftime at Alaves, uh, like clutching at his throat and his chest. People were thinking it was way, way, way more serious. I mean, it still is pretty serious, but basically um, what was like a heart arrhythmia, something like that. He has an irregular heartbeat mm-hmm. and cardiac arrhythmia. Sorry. And uh, he is now out for three months uh, to, you know, he has to go through a whole bunch of tests and, therapeutic stuff and that's yeah. uh that's just crazy for barcelona a team who are uh trying to keep their head above <laughs> water and are paying now a player who is not for they, sure not going to feature for him for them they fired their coach too didn't they yep yeah coleman's yeah, out coleman's gone yeah I coleman mean, is gone Xavi yeah. is rumored to be taking the mantle yeah i mean this is Al-Sad. the uh, it's the manager of merry-go-round at this point you know, it's <laughs> Unai yeah. Emery's been linked with Newcastle, but I could easily see him being linked with Barcelona. Yeah. So he knows that Spanish system. But yeah, and Barcelona just checking That's... right now, sitting in ninth place. I also saw, and then the second point I wanted to talk on or touch on real quick was yeah, they're at ninth place. I know it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, was that I saw reports that apparently there are uh, ever growing talks in the PSG boardroom that they are talking they are are speaking about uh or humoring can- canceling or terminating Sergio Ramos's contract because he has not featured for them and continues to not feature for them due to his uh injuries that he continues to not be able to recover from and his his debut which he has not made yet is is keeps getting pushed back pushed back pushed back and they're paying him a lot of money um they are having now doubts that he is able to compete consistently at the highest level in his age, which is, I believe, now 35, if I'm correct. Yo, PSG is not the highest level, but I hope he ends up at Man United. Just throwing that out. That's just wild. Uh, like, like uh, you just that get contract, a contract, he might have to go to Newcastle. It <laughs> uh. <laughs> <laughs> might be Alex our next like, Jonathan Woodgate. We're like, we're going to have oh, That's brilliant. <laughs> I just thought that was crazy. I mean, you know. Messi coming, Messi yeah, not causing all this. The, he's not scored a goal, I don't think, in in domestic league yet. Um, 
I don't think Donnarumma hasn't been too happy with his game time. I think Keylor Navas is still holding it down between the sticks for the majority of the time. So Donnarumma is kind of a little bit iffy on that, on his move there. And now Sergio Ramos is, are, you know, I mean, this is, could be a rumor, but they were saying, you know, the boardroom is, is, is the corner is growing. The group is growing that are kind of looking to ictionay him out. That's amazing. So, Does I'm, the PSG viewer or whatchamacallit boardroom know that no one's watching? <laughs> I, I, I'm not sure. <laughs> I, I don't know that I've watched them yet. We know that no one else is watching. We, uh, I've watched them. The best thing that could happen to PSG is another powerhouse comes into the, the league. Who is the next one besides Ronaldo? Breast. No, I meant like someone buys a club. Oh. Like Leon gets rich owners, and then you have two teams worth watching. I'm like, you have Messi, Ronaldo, and Mbappe on <laughs> the same team. What do you no, want? I know. I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying now. I'm not arguing with that. I'm saying that there's no competition. It's not worth my time. Yeah, but well, with the no competition, they're still having a difficult time even. Uh, I've been more excited to cover Nice playing breast than PSG all season <laughs> long. I'm just throwing that out there. Nice is in second place. That's pretty amazing. Right? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Our uh, our is is never mind. Yeah, Brest is <laughs> Brest is in a relegation battle. Just oh. dip your toes in that one. Yeah. <laughs> See if they go down, the league's ruined. Like, yeah, the Frankie French Equinox becomes one. Frankie Equinox. <laughs> yeah, Frankie. <laughs> Wish we had a Frank on the show. Uh, just a reminder that the French Equinox second coming is in uh, January 9th. Yeah, but that one's like Brest. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just a statement. It's not it's not a game, it's just a statement. Um quickly moving on. Uh do you guys see Aaron Ramsdale's save? No, but I think I saw a still frame of it and mail like a cat. Bro, yeah. How are you not looking at our freaking Twitter? Yeah. How, the only I don't have Twitter on my phone, man. Twitter. We got, like, oh my god. We got like 36,000 followers and you're not one of this them. This just in Steve has a <laughs> has a BlackBerry from 2008 and he's downloaded <laughs> no, all yeah. Nick Nickelback albums on. <laughs> yeah, he's playing Snake right. and listening to YouTube. Hold on, I'm going to the I'm going here. to it. I, I yeah, see the first thing save. first thing here says here is St. Even my uh, take in our upcoming <laughs> podcast and I, I brought it up <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, zesty. <laughs> zesty that ball is zesty <laughs> certified zesty anyway got so zesty balls right here. Aaron Ramsdale making an incredible one-handed save oh you say there's 36,000 followers get out of here what do you mean <laughs> uh, <laughs> his one-handed save from James Madison's free kick uh, kind of funny Got him some plaudits from, of all people, Peter Schmeichel uh, in a game in which <laughs> Peter Schmeichel's son was playing. Uh, he said that he had seen the best save that he's seen in a long time. So Casper uh, Schmeichel apparently went home and cried himself to sleep that night. Uh, Yo, do you think Peter Schmeichel drove him home? <laughs> like from the game? He was like, Dad, why, why can't you just give me some credit? <laughs> You'll never be me, son. But uh, is there an argument, Ben, do you think that he could be made uh, the England number one? Aaron Ramsdale? Yeah. I mean, I didn't think he was English for starters, but if he is, <laughs> what do you think he was? <laughs> I don't know. Probably Dutch or something. He looks like a Swede. Okay. He's a pretty boy, man. Sure. But yeah, he should. I mean, that save alone and the fact that Arsenal aren't out of the league is really down to him. Yeah. Um, wasn't he the keeper that had that amazing whiff in the preseason? Uh, no, that was like their fourth string tryout i'm gonna choose to believe that was aaron ramsdale okay. but i mean no, that, aaron ramsdale I, did get uh 
he did get relegated with Bournemouth last season, so he he understands failure. The best keepers come from lower tier teams. Yeah, you know, they get more shots on them. He's an Eddie Howe um, but prodigy. Jordan Pickford, <laughs> Jordan Pickford, or Aaron Ramsdale after that save, Ramsdale every time. Yeah, for sure. Steve, what do you think? I don't know enough about Ramsdale to be able to say what. what. All, All right, right, we're uh, moving on, Ned. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Steve's out. Yeah. Cancel Steve. Um, Steve doesn't even follow us on Twitter. Before Bro, we get to six thousand and one. Before we get to the Scottish <laughs> Premiership, West Ham. You think they'll finish top four? Ben, I know you hate David Moyes with a passion, but he's doing pretty well. No. Do should Man no, United they, should have no. should Man United should have stayed with? I don't. I don't think David they will Moyes either. And kept themselves with jog on. <laughs> no, they won't. I, I don't think they will either. All right. They'll be like tenth. If, That's the thing. That's Moisey. That's classic Moise. Right. He's like, hey guys, look, I could be something, but I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> like, like January onwards. Hey guys, just look at me. Head. Look at me. I could be something, <laughs> but I'm not. <laughs> you, guys want, you guys want to see someone fall down the stairs? Watch me go. Yeah. Yeah, he's a jackass. No, David Moyes is terrible. Is so funny? He will not finish in the top ten because he's terrible. <laughs> and that's what he does every year. Like he's like in the big, he's in the top six at least once a year, and you're like, oh, Moise has turned it around. And then at the end of the season, you're like, how the hell do you still have a job? <laughs> yeah. All right, Steve. Over in uh, Scotland, it looks like Celtic finish in the top ten. Missed out on an opportunity to go, what two yeah. points close to Rangers? I mean, yeah. they were within four, but they could have been within two. Yeah. Well, so Rangers drew. Uh, and so, so we're keeping clean sheets, which is, which is good. Uh, Rangers uh, drew. No, no, no. We drew. I mean, yeah. I, we drew, okay. we drew against Livingston. Yeah. Um, Ten men but, before, but before that, I believe before they beat, I think it was Motherwell. They beat Motherwell five, one. They right. had, I believe that they had drawn against like Ross. No, I can't remember who it was. I think it was, no, it was United. Uh, Saint, I can't recall. No. Oh, St. Marion. Yeah. No, they Saint beat St. Marion, but oh, they drew hearts. Two weeks oh, okay. Ago. Um, and that really set us up to kind of bridge that gap a little bit more. Mm. Um, they definitely caught up to us on goal difference. They were sitting on nine before that. And we had 19. Now it's at 14. So, uh, but yeah, four points behind Rangers at 27 points, Celtic at 23 hearts and Dundee uh, United are at 21 points. Hearts still keep, keep keeping it up there uh, mm. with their first season back in the premiership in the top flight, which is, which is cool to see. Um, we have an upcoming fixture against Dundee, which, uh, them sitting in 11th place, uh, that goes favorable for us. Um, and Rangers play Ross County, which, which that's not good, but our, our bottom, <laughs> yeah, which are, <laughs> which are bottom, but, um, but yeah, um, that's where we're at. Second place. Uh, I didn't manage to see the. I did not manage to see the game. I heard it was a bit frustrating. But James Forrest came off the bench and played. I believe it was eight minutes. He'd been out since mid-August, so uh, it was nice to see James Forrest back out on the pitch. And you can also see that the goal threat is there, uh, something that we've been lacking. Uh, Abada has been doing well filling in that role, but for him to, at 19 years old to be consistently filling in that role in the right wing, I think it will not only be good for James Forrest to have some competition for his space, but he just he brings a little something extra. I think Abada can be a goal provider. Uh, James Forrest is a bit more of a goal threat from the right wing, uh, and with his expert and with his uh, experience going into Europe, um, and also just trying to push for whatever we can push for in the league this year, I think is is going to be of of huge importance. Honestly, the more senior players, I mean, it's great to have all this new blood. Don't get me wrong, but 
to have people obviously like Cal McGregor, um, who's been at the club for a long time. Anthony Ralston's been there for a minute now. Um, who else? There's not many. I mean, it's quite, it's quite a re, redone squad. So having someone like James Forrest is really, it's, it's big, big time. Yeah. See, that race is tightening up. And uh, I mean, you were one of the early ones to predict that Celtic could have a shot at for something sure, here for sure. this season. And looks like they're, that's kind of playing out. What for was you. the, I should know this, but the gap, what was the gap last season? The gap last season was probably like a hundred. No, I think it was like 20 points, something like that. It was not good. Oh, at the end of the year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was 20 points. It was like 20, 25 points, something like that. I don't foresee that happening this season. If we do finish, but not first, I don't see the gap between first right. and second place being that big as it was last year. No, I think Ra- you guys are going to have a little bit of a title race. Yeah. Rangers in 12 games have, have drawn three and lost one. So, I mean, Ra- right. Celtic have Celtics yeah. three losses down to the new coach. That's right. Fair. Exactly. I mean, exactly. should have been worked out by now and it should be. Yeah, and now we're so like I said, we're keeping we're finish. keeping clean sheets now. I mean, with, right. before that was a problem. I'm not saying that the problem has completely been resolved, but you can I mean, see progress on that front. Yeah, your goal difference is significantly healthier. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We, we've we've versus right. 14, 26 right. goals for seven conceded. That's that's amazing. Exactly. So that yeah. is the Premiership coverage for this week's episode. Um, by um, the way, are where where are they now? Did cover the MLS coverage for the day. Oh, we did. Yeah. I heard he played for Columbus crew. Perfect. Yeah. Yep. Moving on. Um, <laughs> do you have a, a, a life alert person of the week? I mean, it, we, we could have been really bad and chosen Sergio Aguero it was for that. It's going to be Nuno. Yeah. It was going to be Nuno. We covered Nuno. Um, long and short of it. No, I do not. Nuno. Sorry. It's too soon. Okay. Sorry, Nuno. Respect for the job. No. Uh, did I see Zlatan scoring goals at 40? Dude's Granddaddy nuts. Zlatan. I just love his own pictures. Like I couldn't imagine posting the pictures he posts on Instagram. <laughs> like just of me flexing at someone. Yeah. Just my leg at the age of yeah. 40 is nuts. He scored his 400th career league goal in AC Milan's win over Roma. How many? 400? 400 career goals. He's averaged 10 goals a year of his life. 10 That's goals amazing. a year for his, you wow, mean 100? For his life. Wait, oh, no, 10, yeah, for a year. Yeah. No, yeah. you're right. Math right. needs it. Yeah, I mean, if he was playing at age one, sure. Yeah, but like, still, like ten goals a season. Just, I mean, obviously, like this is crazy for every year of his life. Yeah, is like ten. Is, I mean, there's a lot of exactly. strikers that don't. That's crazy. Yeah, that's that's pretty bad. Yeah, it's bad. It's good. bad, man. <laughs> good yep, for Granadi Zlatan. Um, I have one more story. This is about. Um, so on this podcast, we generally don't like VAR, but in Brazil. Well, I thought Apparently, we loved it. They really, really don't like VAR. This one <laughs> club, um, Gremio, are currently facing sanctions, including a possible ban on a future home on all future home matches after fans invaded the pitch and smashed up the video assistant referee screen following a three-one loss to Palmeiras. That's a home, song. The home That's fans were angry after VAR annulled an equalizer in the dying minutes of Sunday's game. The score at two. One, uh, denying them a two-two, uh, putting them in the relegation zone as well. So I guess I guess there's justification. Uh, so, hey, not fans, being funny, but we've all been there, right? right. Like we've all wanted to <laughs> smash the VAR screen. <laughs> Good for them. They put their money where their mouth is. Yeah. I don't condone violence. Let me start with that. Yeah. Um, 
that's nuts. So like, is the issue? I don't see the issue there. It's just that VAR is. I mean, they're really thing. going at it. Like, I'm gonna put this video. <laughs> uh, Steve might see this in a couple of weeks because I'm gonna put it up on Real Swift Kicks on Twitter. But uh, yeah, the <laughs> the club just the, like some of the fans just really coming out and just I mean doing some damage to the VAR machine. They really don't like it. Jeez. This is one of the best videos I think I've seen in a, a long time. That's great. I ben, you'll be sir. pleased to know that I already have my trash take. Um, Steve, we need to talk real quick. I, I need to formally apologize to Steve Wakeland. Uh, Steve oh, Wakeland, um, hang on, stop. You have shitty trash takes and it caused <laughs> issues that Alex was a part of. Um, so, Steve, your trash takes lost my bet. I just wanted to start with that. Um, Wait, Steve Wakeland guy? Possible. Yep. No, Steve Kovacs. Um, and I said it right. Or if not, I don't care. Um, Steve Wakeland. I formally apologize for threatening to murder you for ruining my bet. Um, there's a group text that includes Alex and a different Steve where I threatened to kill him. And he goes, you really threatened to cancel him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I haven't talked to him in like a year and a half. So he's a little caught off guard, but uh, we've made up and thank you, Steve. This is me formally saying, please don't sue. Um, we're all friends here. And now I'm going to move on to the real criminal here. That's Steve Kovacs. Steve, <laughs> cancel Steve, bro. Your trash takes are so bad. Like, Also, Alex was on that text. And then text Alex on the side. I was like, whoops. <laughs> yeah. In fairness, this comeback goes, I'm going to let every Steve I know to be on alert. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've got a doozy for you, this one. I bet you pick. Is, right. is Liverpool playing like a bottom five team? You can pick them. <laughs> playing West Ham. Uh, so we have a uh, trash takes brought to you by 1-800-GOT-JUNK uh, between Friday, November 5th and Sunday, November 7th. I guess we'll start with Steve since he seems to be ready. Go ahead. Brought to you by 1-800-STEVE, we're sorry. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Steve. <laughs> um, West Ham one, Liverpool nil. All right, that's a decent trash take. Yeah, that's that's a good trash take. Yeah. All right, Steve. West Ham uh, one, Liverpool nil. That's yeah. that should take. Okay, Alex, what are you feeling? Uh, I'm gonna Newcastle game just as crap. No, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna continue the tradition of choosing Newcastle, uh, and they're gonna beat Brighton. They're gonna get that first win against Sunny Brighton. All right, so money's on Brighton. Uh, you heard it here first. And I'm going to go ahead and say there's a bore-off in Manchester and a nil-nil with Man United Man City. I, I take back my trash take. Oh, my God. <laughs> this guy, this guy he, he's all excited guy. about being ready. Guy. Guy. West Ham 2, Liverpool 2. Oh, bro. You, what? How are you going to say it was a win, now it's a tie? You think it's a tie? Yeah. I don't think Liver. I don't think. I don't think Liv West Ham run tight enough of a ship where they aren't going to concede <laughs> at, at least a goal. <laughs> Mo Salah's not going to be able to curve through. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, that's, that's that does that, that ball didn't that ball didn't leave the ball didn't feel good leaving the hand on one nil. <laughs> so we're gonna go with we're gonna edit that to two two. All right, so we're gonna clip that and play that back. Um, that's West Ham two, Liverpool two. And then Brighton losing Newcastle, Man City, Man United, Boroff and Manchester this weekend. Those are your trash takes. Yeah. Um, and then one last thing before Ben gets to take us away. Apparently, Daniel Levy has agreed to Antonio Conte's budget requests, which would allow him to spend around 100 million euros in the January transfer window. So this is going to be the biggest January window of all time. With still Newcastle can't having, Harry Kane. Right. <laughs> with Newcastle having like 280 billion to spend as well. Uh, Yo, did you guys see West Ham's getting bought out? I did see that. Right. Yeah. 
Dude, this is it's a hundred percent. This yeah. is becoming the Super League. It's confirming what I said. That's great. The Super League is the Premier League. Does that mean uh, the Premier League is the Super League? Yes. Vice versa. Yeah. versa then what's the versa. Super League? Dead. The Premier League. Yeah. Well, wow. Wow. Do There's... we know any details about who's buying West Ham? Uh, I, think I used to. Steve's mom was part of it. Um, she was part yeah, of the right. consortium. She can't afford that shit. Oh, Steve, the guy that Ben's apologizing to. No, please don't bring him in this again. I gotta apologize again. <laughs> no, he's he's dead. Oh, what? What? Oh. <laughs> oh, making a murderer podcast edition. Uh, Daniel Kratinsky. Uh, they would be worth sure. about three billion pounds. Good Lord. Uh, it's a Czech billionaire. And I think with that, uh, it would make West Ham one of the top six or seven. Might not even be that high. It might just be a top 10 Premier League club in terms of wealth uh, and one of the top 25 in all of Europe. Mm. Pretty good if you're a West Ham fan. Pretty okay. Right. <laughs> That's okay. That's yeah. Okay. We'll see how it goes. But anyway. So that's that. That was the Can podcast. our exit song be uh, photographed by Nickelback? Uh, no, sure. I cannot. Don't we're, do that to me. We're taking requests. Uh, got Ricky Ricardo till I die. And that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's how I'm going out. I don't know. Hey, thoughts in the com- hey, put, hey uh, put in the comments below whether or not we should be doing trash takes on also the premiership. Hey, do we want to tell the, the people as I say farewell? Like, do we want to drop a hint that there will be visual to this audio soon? I mean, that's a pretty good hint, right? (laughs) Soon you'll get to see our beautiful faces. With blurred backgrounds. And you'll get to see the cheetah that is... Yeah, the the, the sex panther of a tapestry above me. I hope we get to see sex panther exclusively. (laughs) Steve's a power bottom. Um, And moving forward, (laughs) guys, I just want to tell you, I'll whisper in your ears, I say goodnight. It's been a pleasure. Again, if you haven't told a friend to go to uh, swiftkickspod.com, you're a bad friend of ours, and uh, we don't want bad friends. We want good friends. So on that note, good friends who don't, someone. who don't threaten to kill them. Yeah, that's true. Uh, don't do like I say. Do as I do. Um, Tata <laughs> for now, and I'll see you next week. Ricky Ricardo. Ricardo.